meeting with NATO leaders in Brussels to explain President Biden's plans. Afghan leaders fear a security vacuum when U.S. and NATO forces leave, though Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has said the U.S. will continue to fund Afghan security forces. The CIA director warned yesterday the U.S. will lose some intelligence leverage there. Researchers at Oxford have released results of a preliminary study that show the danger of a rare clotting disorder is much greater in people who get infected with COVID than in people who are vaccinated. CBS's Dr. David Agus. The vaccines do have some very rare side effects, but now that they've been identified, we will be better in, as a medical community in terms of treating them and hopefully there'll be preventive strategies announced in the near term. Johnson & Johnson shots are still on hold in the U.S. More than 20 arrests during a fourth night of protest near Minneapolis over the police shooting death of Dante Wright during a traffic stop. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Brooklyn Center. Police are pointing out no reports of any looting. They're also pointing out that the majority of the people who were arrested are not from Brooklyn Center. And it's clear that people are going to protest. They want their voices heard, despite the fact that charges were filed in this case. The former police officer charged with second-degree manslaughter makes her first court appearance today. Windsor, Virginia Police Chief Dan Riddle says he only fired the officer who pepper sprayed and forced a black Latino Army lieutenant to the ground during a traffic stop because he feared backlash. As this thing kind of gathered legs and became viral, I personally felt that there was no way he could effectively serve our community anymore at that point. Riddle says he blames Lieutenant Nazario for what happened. A lot of people got vaccinated, cash stimulus checks, and went straight to the mall. Retail sales shot up 9.8% in March. S&P futures are up 23, Dow futures ahead 150. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Rock Legends, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Singer-songwriter Stevie Nicks says the pandemic has taken a toll on her. She says performing in front of fans is what keeps her creative mind fresh. Time is being stolen from all of us. When you're really working, you really stay young. You stay young because you have to. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. A South Florida man's been busted for using stolen credit cards to buy theme park tickets. Prosecutors say Frederick Lewis of Fort Lauderdale bought more than $60,000 worth of Universal Orlando theme park tickets and hotel rooms using stolen credit card numbers from nearly 40 different people and at least 20 different phone numbers. The Orlando Sentinel reports that Secret Service agents found him in Oregon through social media, matching his voice from videos to recordings of the phone orders he made. Lewis has been sentenced to more than three years in prison and must pay restitution. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. With most movie prizes in the rearview mirror... Mom said that you're homeless. Is that true? Final no. voting is underway on the Oscars. Nomadland and Ma Rainey's Chadwick Boseman have swept most prizes so far. What is you? 
I don't see your name in lights. Oh, I just the awards will be handed out April 25th. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. If SelectQuo didn't shop for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-206-9977. That's 1-800-206-9977. 1-800-206-9977. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Hi, this is Joe Mullins with the Radio Ramblers. We perform from the Buckeye State to the Grand Ole Opry, featuring bluegrass music, homegrown in Ohio. We're certainly ready to get back on stage. The COVID-19 vaccine will let us all get back in business. Please roll up your sleeve to schedule a vaccine appointment. See gettheshot.coronavirus.ohio.gov or call 1-833-427-5634. Do it today for a healthy Ohio as soon as possible. Ohio, I'm heading home to you. You've been waiting for months, but the wait is finally over. The import house is open and excited to see you. We are stocked with all the merchandise you want, from Birkenstocks, Vans, Teva, Keen, and Fairchain gifts to locally made hand-blown glass and a huge assortment of body and sterling silver jewelry. An enormous selection of incense from around the world. We are open to the mask-wearing public from 10 to 6, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 7, Friday and Saturday, and 12 to 5, Sunday. Stop by the Import House at 68 North Court Street, Uptown Athens for our grand reopening. And don't forget our annual 420 sale, April 20th, for 20% off everything in the store, summer restrictions apply. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Hey, it's Boots. We don't stroll, but we will burn rubber down memory lane. Talking drive-ins, car posters, and more. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970-WATH and 97.1 FM. Ohio Health presents the ninth annual Race for Reason, Southeast Ohio's largest multi-charity fundraising event. This year's event is virtual and runs from April 17th to the 26th. Choose from the College of Health Sciences and Professions Triathlon, Quidel 5K, OUROTC 10K, Power 105 3K Walk, or the Kids Splash and Dash. $10 of your registration fee goes towards the charity or nonprofit of your choice. Visit OhioRaceForAReason.org to register. The Ohio Health Race for a Reason. What's your reason? In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM. It's our monthly report from the uh, mayor of Athens, Steve Patterson. I don't know where that are you ready came from, but I've heard it somewhere. So let me get my buttons all right and we'll uh, 
We'll bring him on board here. There we go. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> Good morning. Are we ready? Yes, we are. <laughs> the um, boy, I got a, a long list of things today, and uh, we'll get we'll get through most of them, I'm sure. But uh, you know, every day since um, since November 19 of 2019, I've been keeping track of. Lots of statistics pertaining to COVID. And I have the world, I've got the U.S., I've got Ohio, and I've got Athens. And um, every day I add a new bunch of numbers. So as of yesterday, Athens County has had 22,211 vaccinations. That's an even 34% of our County's population. Which uh, is amazing. I think so. I the, do too. The state, the state is only passes by uh, 2%. Not uh, just one, one tenth of a, one, one hundredth shy of a 2%. Um, never mind. The point is, uh, they've had uh, 35.99. We have had, uh, what I say, I lost it already. Oh, 34%. Um, so we're doing real well. And uh, we got a ways to go yet. And, of course, we do. this Johnson & Johnson thing threw a little, uh, you know, I, I, I mentioned this yesterday. Six, almost, almost seven million um, vaccines have been administered from uh, my phone. Seven million have been uh, vaccinated using the Johnson and Johnson thing, and they've had six people. Six people get ill with a, right. you know, and one, Seriously one, Ill. one, yeah. one, one, one did pass. Yeah. I yeah, uh, you know, well, it. No, I, so I understand, and I I think that you know the protocols that are in place are appropriate, you know, if nothing else for the CDC uh, and others to really look closely at to the, the extent of the severe reaction, you know, and how it, is it possible to tweak mm-hmm. that particular vaccine to where that number drops to even less than, um, But I I hear you. I I feel the same way. Um, You know, at Heritage Hall, uh, the new building that the Ohio University's College of Osteopathic Medicine, Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine, you know, that they uh, have been doing a phenomenal job of getting shots in arms and, um, you know, that they were working down that road to include that they were using their mobile health vans and deploying not just throughout Athens County. They were taking the vans and going as far south as Ironton, they were, uh, you know, certainly hitting Megs and Vinton and Monroe and Perry, um, everywhere they needed to go to get to the, the uh, areas across our region that could or are impacted by the lack of public transit to be able to go and get to a pharmacy to get the shot. And you know the story. Um, and this, this is great, but that unfortunately was put on hold 
uh, as well. But I, I think that uh, things will start back up. I also want to mention one other thing, Dave. When you're talking those percentages, mm-hmm. I want people to bear in mind this, is how long did it take to finally get to, hey, everyone age 16 plus uh, is now eligible to get the vaccine. And one of the reasons I would claim that we are percentages off or lower than the state level by 2% is because two-thirds of the Athens city population is between 18 and 24. Yeah. Um, and therefore, Much younger. it it took longer for those people to be eligible. So, yeah, we're, we're behind by a couple percentage points, but there's a reason for that. It's not for lack of vaccine. Uh, it's just because of the protocol of age 80 plus first and 75 plus. You know the story. It just yeah. kind of went on down, and then all of a sudden it was opening up to uh, age 16 plus, and that put us at a, at a disadvantage. You look at other communities, other cities, and uh, their age demographic distribution is much different than us here in Athens and Athens County. You can so. say that again. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. that's part of what I love about Athens. But uh, Me too. You know, and, but, but look again here. You know, what's the vaccination rate at the national level? 58.09. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... There's, there's, who knows, I'm just glad we're doing as well as we are. And I am too. So, we, we, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, um, you know, um, we've had all sorts of uh, requests on how to run our businesses, how to keep people safe. Um, certainly, uh, businesses that have a lot of, um, that depend on public uh, coming to their business and, and buying things or dining or whatever have had it really taken it on the nose. Um, of course, then they they don't want to advertise, so then I've taken it on the nose. <laughs> right. It's tough. But um, anyway, it's, there's just a feeling of... Um, what would you call it? A, a renewed feeling that things are getting better. And it, it's, I'm so pleased, you know? Yeah, no, I, I feel that way too. Um, I still want to stress that we can't let our guard down um, with the, the virus out there, given the percentage mm-hmm. that have gotten the vaccine. And, and uh, you know, it's spring, it's getting nicer and nicer outside. And, and you know, it feels like we are cognizant of where things are at with the COVID-19 and what things will likely look like in the future, you know, how university is going to, to be um, face-to-face in the fall, uh, you know, unless it's a course that uh, has always taught remotely or right. anything like that. Or, right. you know, but, but basically they're being told it's, it's uh, back to face-to-face instruction. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm with you, Dave. Uh, and, you know, and there's, there is still some fallout, uh, which is really unfortunate, especially for our community. You know, we were just notified that there is another business that uh, will be closing permanently, which that always really 
troubles me when that happens in the city of Athens. May I ask, uh, is that one you can mention today? Uh, Louis Louis um, has indicated that they oh no really will not that that's what I've been told okay. correct and um, yeah that um, they they will be you know open through the remainder of the month um, and uh, and that's a business that's been here for I, I remember Dave when I interviewed for my faculty appointment mm-hmm. in the psychology department back in. April of 1998, um, the last uh, interview that I had during that trip was um, a, a lunch event at Louis Louis. Um, and so uh, <clears throat> ever yep. since I stepped foot in Athens, I've been very familiar with, with that establishment. So, And I know it's been around longer than that. Well, but. Jim Fuller will have to find another place to eat lunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, he will. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, no, a great place, and what a, how unfortunate, and also another one of those uh, unique places because of its cuisine. Well, um, right. today would be tax day, and, of course, uh, folks, I, I hope you know that um, they extended it uh, by, what, 33 days to um, May 17th, something like that. And um, for you to get your personal income taxes filed and all that sort of thing, corporations too. That's right. Um, That's right. The governor visited our community recently, and uh, you know he's he's a he's a class guy. I knew his family, and um, it's nice to have him here, and he speaks well of our community. Um, it was great. I was able to attend that that uh, that visit, um, and uh, you know it was great to see him walk in wearing an Ohio University tie. Um, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He, yeah. The the collection of Ohio things that uh, apparel that he has is quite remarkable, and yeah. uh, and he often boasts about it. So uh, yeah. Cool. Well, yep. anyway, he paid us a visit. He paid us some compliments, and uh, it was great to have him down here. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about some some things that are tougher, though. Um, we have this trial that is being covered. Like I can't recall a trial being covered before. Well, maybe I can, but it's been years and years ago. Wall-to-wall coverage. And there's another one now that has come about. I don't have all the names in mind, but just in the last few days, uh, a woman who was had been a good police officer, served on the force in that community for like 25 years, uh, evidently thought she was using a taser, but it wasn't, and boom. We have another death. Um, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about that trial as it gets going. Um, you know, t- um, help me, our police chief. Um, Tom Pyle. Tom Pyle. 
You know, I know, I know most of our police officers at least to wave at them, and they know who I am, and I know who they are. We just maybe don't know our names that well. Um, and others I know very well. Um, they are they getting any additional sensitivity training or uh, guidance on um, being particularly aware of these current feelings and conditions? They are. They are. As a matter of fact, um, Chief Pyle and I were just talking about this the other day. And um, when when incidents like this, um, you know, to include going back, as you just indicated, the, the, the trial that's ongoing right now for uh, the murder of George Floyd, you know, for, I know for my police department, it weighs pretty heavy on them. Um, I'm sure. And uh, we do. They do a lot of, uh, you know, compassion training, sensitivity training here. My police department does. They have been doing that for years. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, um, Officer Dave Maloista, you know, is also a psychologist on the police department and does a lot of uh, you know, evaluations and um, check-ins with uh, a lot of our police officers, but also helps with with um, um, with some of the community work that's going on. And we also have um, Molly Birchfield, who mm-hmm. is our um, uh, social worker working on the crisis side of things. Um, here for the police department, so they do. They do. They go through a lot of training all the time, Dave. Um, you know, all types of training. Um, and then you know, an, an incident like that, as you just indicated, the one that happened in Minnesota um, a few days ago. Uh, it just it 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 just. Um, reignites a lot of the, the pain that, that is going on in this nation right now when it comes to systemic racism, um, yeah, which is something that here in the city of Athens that we are working diligently and have been for, for quite some time. You know, back in 2018, uh, 2019, we were going through uh, what's called groundwater training, which is racial equity training and understanding what racism is uh, and what anti-racism is. Um, and that was provided by uh, an organization in North Carolina called the Racial Equity Institute. Um, two days of training, uh, one one evening rather, uh, and then a full day at Stewart's Opera House. The, the evening training was over on OU campus. And my staff and I went to that. Uh, we... Uh, continue to work uh, very closely now with the National League of Cities Race, Equity, and Leadership Council. Um, And uh, we are engaging with them to do a full city government-wide self-assessment of uh, to give us a starting point as to areas of improvement uh, and change that uh, may need to be had here uh, within the city's 
different departments uh, to include all of my uh, department heads and, and my direct staff. Um, and uh, certainly the police department will be involved in that, the fire department, you know, all the departments. So it's a lot of work. Um, recently, I was just appointed to the National League of Cities Race, Equity, and Leadership Council uh, to the council. So I represent the state of Ohio um, on that council when it comes to uh, racial equity, um, which is, is great because then I, you know, I'm also able to have a lot of their tools deployed here in the city of Athens. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a never-ending uh, level of training and education that has to go on to I um I have on several occasions watched the young woman, well, not so young, but um, she'd been on the service uh, 25 years. Um, but her instant reaction, realizing she had pulled a trigger rather than a gun, a stun gun, um, and and then the you know it was in my view clearly a mistake, but um, still you know a stun gun weighs what eight ounces, um, a, a revolver two pounds. Um, anyway, and now she's already been fired. She's already been uh, told she's probably going to get second-degree murder. Um, it, it, it just bothers me that we have people who are trying so hard and did make a mistake still being clobbered, um, trying so hard to do the right thing. And um, I, anyway, I don't. But it shouldn't have happened. Oh well, it's 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 troubling to me. Let's uh, let's move on to a better topic. Let's let's talk about uh, census. Now we have we we had a campaign. Uh, the radio station, the newspaper, uh, the city, all sorts of entities saying it's so important to be counted. Yes. And um, if we hit certain marks, like if we are 25,001 in the city, it means a world of difference to us than if we're 24,099 and so on. Do we have any tips yet as to what (laughs) the counts are? And in Uh, the county, I think it was 60,000 and better. That was an important marker. Uh, right. What, right. Do we have any clues yet? No. Uh, you know, it's. It, I'm glad you're bringing this up because I was in a meeting yesterday. The Ohio Mayors Association. Uh, actually, it was the. Uh, uh, well, through the Ohio Municipal League. Anyway, we were we were on a call yesterday, and uh, it was uh, that question came up. Uh, and since I've been working really hard with the National League of Cities um, on our campaign to, <laughs> to uh, <clears throat> one, give 
all cities across the nation, in particular college towns, you know, more time, extend the time in which, you know, the enumeration can take place. And we had some successes and we had some, you know, non-successes in that effort working with the Census Bureau. And uh, anyway, so on the call yesterday, I I was asked (laughs) where things were at. And at this point, it's still looking like, you know, September possibly a little earlier than September when they released those numbers. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to know for, unfortunately, for a while yet. And, uh, you know, city of Athens and Athens County, we're not alone. Um, there's, you know, a lot of communities out there wanting to know. And especially if we find that we had a significant undercount. You know, for us, through my lens, it's pretty obvious if that were the case as to why that occurred. Um because during the pandemic, two-thirds of our population uh, were elsewhere. Um, I shouldn't say two-thirds. You know, uh, the, uh, certainly those who were living in the residence halls, um, you know, w- were sent home. Um, oh, those who left off campus, certainly some stayed. Uh, others may have also um, left and went home. I've spoken to a number of students who were juniors and seniors or fifth-year seniors, whatever. They, too, indicated that, yeah, I just went ahead and went home wherever home was so that they weren't here or and they weren't here. And when that happens, as you can imagine, is it really opens you up to have significant undercounting taking place. Um, and we've talked about this before, uh, you know, an undercount, translates to, you know, approximately $1,600 a year per lost headcount. That's per year um, times 10. And, uh, you know, if we lost, say, the graduating class of Ohio University last year to, you know, from being enumerated, uh, that translates to... $20 $20 million over the next 10 years through things like community development block grants or school district or through jobs and family services, all the different organizations that get an allocation that comes down from the Fed based upon your population, um, it, it could be serious. Um, and as you indicated, if, if, if we go above 25000 because currently we're what twenty four thousand eight hundred and forty three or something like that. That's right. If if we were to exceed twenty five thousand, it it puts us in a whole different category. We leave small cities and enter into a category uh, of different funding mechanisms to where we would um, have to apply for things like Ohio Department of Transportation grants and compete against the larger cities. I think we we do just fine. You know, I think my engineering public works department has done a phenomenal job of being successful of, at getting different road projects through ODOT and and whatnot. So, yeah, but to, you know, the short answer to your question, um, nobody knows right now. And I'm when I say nobody, I'm speaking <laughs> for uh, cities across the nation. We'd, we we're all in a holding pattern. I think someone owes us an answer, and um, uh, you know the the answer should be um, procedural. And what right. I what I mean by that is, um, 
listen, uh, except for COVID, all of these people would have been living in this place. And uh, only for health safety reasons were they not. And that won't exist next year, we hope, certainly. Um, so they should be kind of where they should have been living. And I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree at all. Yeah. Yeah. They sh- what what we tried to get the Census Bureau to do is to use data from the registrar's office, indicating here are the number of students or individuals at Ohio University who were enrolled in the fall of 2019. Here is the list of students that were enrolled in the spring of 2020. Mm -hmm. Take that data and just know that these are individuals living either off campus or on campus. On campus enumeration, they do it what's called group quarters. And so that does come from the registrar's office. Okay, here is everyone who lived in res hall X, Y, and Z. What the Census Bureau doesn't do is they, in the past, they had not allowed for anything like that for individuals living off campus, yet registered students at college, you know, said college or university. Um, They did allow for, over time, we were able to convince them that this is something that should be used. They did allow for the registrar's office list of students for any student who lives off campus and has listed with them an off-campus address as opposed to or in in line with their permanent address. So their permanent addresses, you know, wherever they came from, those are typically in the registrar's office as well. But students don't typically run down to the registrar's office every spring, uh, every fall and every spring and say, okay, well, I'm living on yeah. address X on North Congress, or I'm living somewhere on Mill Street. They, they, they typically don't. Some do, which... The Census Bureau did take that data and say, okay, um, if we didn't get them through the door-to-door enumeration or they didn't do it online, we will accept the fact that the Registrar Office has a local Athens address for a student who is living off campus, and they will be counted. That was a success for us. Mm -hmm. It was a success for all colleges and university towns, but that doesn't account for, again, those who don't list a local address on their their registrar records, um, which is probably the typical thing. So we'll see. We'll have to, you know, wait and see. I'm with you, Dave. I'm, I'm, I have a level of frustration. I think we do need answers from the Census Bureau. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully with the, the current administration, maybe we can get that and say, look, what is the timeline? Tell us. In that central administration being whom? At the federal level. Yes. The, you know, the, I thought that's the, what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The, yeah. Um, the other thing is that there seems to be a recent um, phenomena or, how do I want to put it, um, a negative connotation to the university. Um, where, and I don't, I'm not saying I love every administrator up there, 
but I'm not saying that uh, the place is going to hell either. Um, I'm very proud of this university. And there are some things that are struggling a little bit. And I think that's true of many universities right now. But uh, we had some recent uh, writings in one of our local papers about uh, how Ohio State and Miami and uh, I can't which one, remember just which ones they mentioned are all seeing increases while Ohio University is seeing a decrease in applications. Um, you know, first of all, I don't know if that's true. Uh, right. Second is, um, uh, you know, they're making so much out of different people that are in charge here. And I... Ohio has so much history and so much glory and, and all of that that uh, I think we can overcome the negative remarks, particularly if our deans are all creating excellence within their programs. So, I don't know. It's just it's irritating to have someone speak badly of our university to me. You know, I... I, I totally agree with you i mean i feel the same way that you do dave i you know look we're the oldest and that's not a i'm not saying that as a bad thing that we're old, by saying we're the oldest we are you know the original yes. university in the northwest territory yes you know and and with that and then you look at campus you know and i'm just saying our entire campus uh even the regional campuses you know, it, it what we're the quintessential college town, and it is the quintessential campus when you look at the college green and and I think one of the things that the university needs to continue to work very hard on is you know their their marketing strategy and um, you know. Basically, for people, you know, that, that may have shown some interest in the university by maybe clicking on a link, getting more information about OU. You know, these can be, what, sophomores, juniors, seniors at high schools, you know, uh, across the state, uh, across the region, whatever. And, you know, it, it would be wonderful to see a process to where, that there is kind of hand-holding at that point all the way through until that individual makes a decision, whether it's here or somewhere else. But, you know, I, I think that that would go miles with a family to know that there's true attention being given to their child. It's, that's a tall order, but it's not that it isn't being done elsewhere um, to where the level of uh, consistent follow-up and, you know, how are you doing? How can I help you? It's customer service, right? If you think about it, hospitality, customer service 101. Um, so I, I think that we need to continue to do that um, moving forward. Um, I, I'm with you yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, disparaging things. But I, I also feel that there's there is some there's and, and there's for, always room for improvement. Bear, always room bear for in improvement. mind, I'm an advertising guy. 
So, um, you know, I see what other schools are doing, and I see what Ohio is doing, and I think we can do better, and I think we can uh, um, push our very famous points and and uh, get back in the groove in terms of people saying, oh, yeah, this is the place to go. I wish I could go there. And then a slight frown when they have to go to Ohio Wesleyan instead. <laughs> I'm kidding. Or or Miami, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I picked Wesleyan. I, I apologize uh, to okay. my, my friends up in Delaware. Okay, uh, my sister went to uh, Ohio Wesleyan. And graduated, yeah. Okay, well, let's, right. let's move on here. Um, let's see. City operations. Um, yeah. Okay, now, you know, in my home, we're doing a lot of spring cleaning. And um, we've got, a, 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 well, it's, um, oh, shucks. Um, she runs the uh, Athens News. Andrea. Andrea Lewis. Yeah. Her, yep. her son is helping us with the yard and getting all the flowers ready and everything. He's a great guy. Andrew. Okay. Um, spring cleaning. The city has to do spring cleaning, too. Yes, we do. And why don't you talk about what that consists of? Sure. Um, it consists of a lot of things. Number one, uh, next week... April 19th through the 23rd is Athens Spring Cleanup Week. Um, and just as a reminder to everybody that uh, a couple things is that, you know, during your regular trash and uh, recycling pickup, you can set out all the bags of trash that you want to, uh, and they will be picked up at no extra charge. So, Please, everybody, keep that in mind as you're cleaning out your garage or your attic or your basement, whatever, that uh, take advantage of this. You know, it's free. You can put out as many bags as you want to. Um, but I should also add, if you've got oversized items, maybe, you know, a unserviceable couch that's lying somewhere or a recliner or something that, you know, you know may not be able to be reserviceable down at the restore or something like that. You can put that out as well, but that will it'll cost you. It's fifteen dollars per cubic yard for special. It's a special haul item, mm-hmm. um, and I would encourage people if you do have a special haul to call Engineering and Public Works at five nine two three three four three again five nine two three three four three, and they will schedule a pickup. Uh, Dave, we also, like we do every year, we have dumpsters down at the service garage, which is 387 West State Street. That's for scrap metal and trash, you know, so larger items like that can be thrown in those dumpsters. Let me ask Uh, something, because I I do it, and I don't know if I'm supposed to do it or not. Um, I set out garbage cans, but they're, they're just... Containers. Forget that they're a garbage can of natural fiber, like tree clippings and prunings, and um, you know what I mean. Absolutely pure stuff that could 
could be made into mulch. Could be made into um, what do you? They have um, compost. Compost. Compost it. There you yep. go. Um, and generally speaking, I shouldn't say this on the air. I guess I I set it out by my recycling can, and it's taken. And my wife tells me sometimes we get a bill for it, sometimes we don't. But um, I would love, I don't mind paying for that. Okay. Um, Let me get some intel on that, Dave, and we'll bring that up at your next show, at our next show. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's you're raising a good point, and I don't have an answer for you, so let me just qualify that right away. And, you Uh, know, it's no way mixed up with plastic or paper or you know yeah. uh yeah. it's absolutely pure tree clippings um right or sticks or sticks or stones will hurt my bones but never mind okay <laughs> the grass grass will never hurt you yeah. um and, and i know there's these paper bags that you can buy and, there is and, yeah yeah but i i've just never done it that way my neighbors right. some of my neighbors have Okay. Well, anyway, spring cleaning. Spring cleaning. Yeah. So anyway, the dumpsters down at the service garage, 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And again, you need to bring a photo ID, driver's license, and your utility bill uh, to show that you have an address here in Athens, and you can take advantage of that. Um, Tomorrow, uh, you're going to see a crew of volunteers down at the Richland Avenue roundabout, the Stimson Avenue roundabout, uh, Armory Park, and then right here in front of City Hall, spreading mulch. So we're doing a lot of sprucing. We uh, are going to be putting the flowers are um, in a greenhouse right now locally that we will be putting up on the lamppost. So that's going to look great again this year, uh, as well as New plantings on the Stimson Avenue roundabout, those will be going in uh, within probably the next three to four weeks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, spring cleaning, um, a lot going on. A couple of years ago, there was a tree out here at the station that needed to be removed. And as I recall, somebody took it, and maybe our fire chief even uh, cured all the wood off of it and made it into a bench at the city hall. Is that right? Four, four benches four in front benches. of City Hall. Uh, yes. Out of the W-A-T-H tree. It is W-A-T-H Dave Palmer tree. No kidding. <laughs> yes. Uh, no kidding. I'll, okay. Well, that's really cool. And um, It is cool. And, and thank and, you, you know, Dave. And, was, uh, well, I'm yeah. not going for that. But now Max, <laughs> Max Thrifty, or Max, um, what is it called? Max yeah, thrifty. Okay, yep. Max Thrifty down there next to um, Friendly Paws. They are grabbing, asking people to drop off all of these light plastic bags they can. And they're going to make a, from scratch, uh, they, they melt all this material and make a, a bench for the city out of this. They do, yes. Yes. And so I'm glad you brought that up. Please take your film plastics down to Max Thrifty. Um, And uh, you're right. They're turning them into park benches. Yeah. So neat. Cool. It is cool. So there's Um, a lot of that going on, Dave, in terms of just 
cleaning and sprucing, uh, you know, putting our, our new spring summer face on. Um, some other things that are going to be coming at us is, um, and just take this as being uh, very, very preliminary um, and in draft, but uh, we've been looking at the 2021 street repaving um, list that we've got. And, you know, I'm looking at approximately 14 streets that are on the preferred list based upon road condition, mm-hmm. street condition. So uh, that'll have to go out to bid yet, but uh, that's coming at us. Stimson Avenue. Uh, okay, Certainly. let's go, let's go there. <laughs> all right, let's Stim- go there. Stimson uh, Avenue. Yeah. First of all, I'm amazed at everything they're doing. And obviously there was stuff that had been, um, how do I want to put it, needed for years. Uh, and now they're getting it done. Uh, is there another street after Stimson that needs a similar huge effort? In terms of a main artery, um, which Stimson is one of those, as is East State Street, as is Richland Avenue, yep. um, the the next one will be West Union, Dave. Okay. It'll be West Union from the intersection of Schaefer all the way out to the Elks, you know, okay. the, yes. the toe of the bridge over the Hawking River right. on, on West Union. That will be a 2022 project. So I'm glad you asked. And then in 2023-24 will be Uptown. It will be uh, street improvements on Washington, State Street, uh, and I think those are the two main ones. It will be between college and Congress on those streets I've just indicated. And it will be to do street improvements much like we did on West Union between court and Congress with the the, the decorative lampposts, the benches, the, you know. Well, that'll uh, be cool. The, it'll be really nice for the uptown. It's much needed. We've got the old Cobra or the old concrete Cobra head light poles still on Washington and State Street, so those will go away. Decorative lights will go in, lampposts. I noticed. Uh, right uh, now, well, let me just share right now, speaking of Uptown, um, uh, it, back in January, I said one of the big pushes this year, this year, um, is that we need to do the best that we can for the major dips in the in the brick streets uptown is to lift them. You know, let's level things off. Mm -hmm. And our street crew has been extremely busy of late doing that. Um, A lot of the areas where we had some pretty significant dips due to, you know, a great example would be the intersection of court and union. And if you're on court street heading North at that intersection and you hit the traffic light and you're stopping, you know, right there by where Follett's books was, um, if it's you know what happens over years is it, those bricks start to really settle because it's got a heavy vehicle stop at the traffic light pushing it down so that has been corrected uh they were correcting on president street and court street elsewhere um so a lot a big push on that that's going on as we speak so if you see our road crews out there on the brick streets in the uptown please need caution and give them you know the right of way to do what they're doing um, so, because they're only trying to make 
the brick streets, which are challenging, um, a little smoother. So I love it. That's going on. Um, there's a lot of other things, Dave, that are going on throughout the city when it comes to to uh, improving things. So uh, soon, what's going to happen in your neighborhood? We've talked about this before. Is that I decided back in 2019, uh, no, 2020, that with this uh, uh, energize or uh, energize, it's called the NOPEC Energize Communities Grant. It's a grant that we're eligible for every year where we did the solar lighting in the bus shelters and we did a couple other things. Well, this year I decided that, and it was because of a, um, a FINA meeting, a Far East Neighborhood Association meeting that I attended back in 2019 to where I was listening. And, and it was indicated to me that the, the, the North South running blocks, i.e., you know, Townsend and Grand Park and, Avon and others, that the the lighting is an issue, you know, for people who want to walk in the evening when it's, you know, dusk or dark, and because there's no lights. The lights run Jacobs and Dalton and uh, possibly even Pleasant View, um, but they don't run north-south. And so what we're doing, and these are going to be going up soon, is putting freestanding, commercial, attractive-looking solar operated lights that will be uh, one light mid-block in between East State Street and Dalton and our Jacobs and then Jacobs and Dalton on three. We, we could afford six of these. Um, and so this will make for a good pilot project to see how they, they work and whether the neighborhood is happy with them. Um, and if it's a success, then we can, you know, do the same thing next year and put in some more. And, uh, you know, so this is, uh, this will be something that you will be noticing. Um, people will be noticing on the far East neighborhood. Oh, we've noticed. And and the (laughs) the little white flags are showing now where they're going to be mounted and, um, there's some markings on the road about the utilities and so on. Well, there's no utility. Oh, yeah, yeah. Identifying where utilities are. These will be completely self-contained, yep, which is yep. really cool. So, yeah. Solar. Yeah. All right. Well, um, golly, where should we go next? Let's see here. Um, well, let's, let's, let's just uh, talk about getting back to normal. And I'm talking back now of, of COVID. Uh, things that the city has done and have done annually that are, were festive and so on. Uh, do you see, um, oh, what's that dinner on Court Street? Oh, Bounty on the Bricks. Is that uh, due to happen this year or not? That will not happen this year. Okay. Um, that won't be happening this year. Uh, there's a number of other um, Court Street closure events that also will not be happening this year. And although council did pass an, an ordinance authorizing the closure of Court Street during the traditional dates, that things like Bounty on the Bricks, uh, Boogie on the Bricks, Ohio Brew Week's last call and first call, the Athens um, Arts and Music Festival on West Union. So there's a lot of events that take place. We all we all know that. Uh, even the cruise ends. So. Council has already adopted 
the uh, ordinance to have the street closed and the noise ordinance suspended and bending ordinance suspended. But the ball is now in the court of the 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 um, organizers. And I think more importantly, it, the ball is still in the governor's court. Um, you know, the governor is still, there is still a restriction on gathering sizes. There is still a restriction on, uh, well, there's still the face covering ordinance in, that's in place. Um, I uh, have heard that that may be changing yet again in June, um, but uh, I don't have any intel on that. Uh, again, that's that's uh, under the state legislature as well as the governor's. That's in their wheelhouse. But those events, Dave, at this point, I have not heard of anybody, any organizer that said, yep, we're moving forward with something on Court Street this summer. Mm, okay. Well, you know, we meet monthly uh, in this manner, and um, pretty soon you'll be back in the studio because things are pretty safe out here now. Um, I, I have to tell you, Dave, you know, I had one of those moments. If nothing else, Zoom meetings make you extremely efficient, and I forgot that last month I was there in the studio with you, and, uh, you know, that's why I I texted you a little bit before 9 saying, hey, are we doing a show today? And and I think maybe you were expecting me to be down there at the station. And I completely, you know, I've got to now overturn habits and kind yeah. of go back into. <laughs> I get it. But, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, it, it works either way. It's just always nice to see you. Listen. Yeah, it's um, nice being done. And with that, the sun came out at that very moment out here. <laughs> I mentioned how great it is to see you, and now the sun is brightening. Shining brightly. Oh, well. <laughs> Listen, have a great uh, month, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Thanks, and, uh, and say hi to Scott. I know he's back there. He, he's listening. I'm sure. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Uh, Steve Patterson, mayor of the city of Athens, and a great guy, good friend, all that sort of thing. Um, former university professor, all that. Well, let's see here, Scott. What do we have? Today is Thursday, isn't it? So I don't say yabba dabba do yet? Not yet. Not yet. That's Unless you feel like it. But you well, can say yabba dabba do minus one, I guess. Or yabba dabba don't. <laughs> did you understand that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Oh, well, it happens. Um, all right. <laughs> well, let's see here. Do we sing a song? We've got like 40 seconds. Um, I don't know if we can pull one out that quick. I had one uh, I thought about the next time when we had an awkward moment, but I don't Eight have seconds. time. I don't have time to do it now. Okay. So, Folks, have a wonderful day out there. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> All right. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Americans went on a huge shopping spree last month. Retail sales jumped almost 10%. 
Retail metrics, Ken Perkins. Vaccination rollouts leading to broader economic reopening, massive fiscal stimulus, rising gas prices, uh, pandemic-related pent-up demand uh, led to a huge upside surprise. To go with that, a sizable drop in the number of people who signed up for unemployment benefits last week. The number dropped to 576,000, well below the 700,000 mark it had been stuck at for months. Amazon says it's going to make some diversity changes at the corporate level. A new workforce study from the company shows there's a lack of black, Latino and female employees in the best paid jobs where they are overrepresented positions that include areas like the warehouse. Amazon says it plans to change the demographic by hiring 30 percent more women for senior technology roles and adding 30 percent more black employees as product managers, engineers, designers and in other executive roles. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. The former police officer charged with manslaughter in the death of Dante Wright makes her first court appearance in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota today. Last night, more than 20 demonstrators were arrested. Correspondent Omar Villafranca. Despite the mayor's calls for peaceful protests, there was some unrest last night. But now the mayor says that law enforcement officials are working to identify what they call agitators because he says he knows there's a lot of people who are coming here to protest peacefully. A preliminary study from Oxford University shows a rare blood clotting disorder is more dangerous in people who get infected with COVID. CBS's Dr. David Agus. This particular blood clot occurs with the virus itself and at a much higher frequency than the vaccination. Johnson & Johnson's shot is still on hold here in the U.S. The White House has announced sanctions against Russia for election interference and the solar winds hack. House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff. The executive order issued by President Biden this morning makes clear that the United States will no longer sit on its hands in the face of Russian aggression. Ten Russian diplomats will be expelled from the states. Almost three dozen people and companies will be sanctioned. The Dow is up 233, S&P ahead 27. It's official. J-Rod is over. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez have released a joint statement to NBC's Today show that they've split. They say they realize they're better as friends and look forward to remaining so. Last month, they denied reports they'd called off their engagement. Since then, Lopez has posted several selfies without her ring on. Deborah, uh, take that. This is CBS News. When you're hiring, there's no luxury of time. So instead of waiting for people to see your sponsored post, invite them to apply. More at Indeed.com slash credits. Rock Legends, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Singer-songwriter Stevie Nicks says the pandemic has taken a toll on her. She says performing in front of fans is what keeps her creative mind fresh. Time is being stolen from all of us. When you're really working, you really stay young. You stay young because you have to. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Pull up to churches today for boneless that's bringing it all. Bringing buttermilk marinated juiciness and all white meat deliciousness. Try our new Texas tenders or chicken sandwich with new smoky honey cube sauce for just $3.99. Churches bringing that down home flavor. Offer valid at 